cross. Okay, this couch is actually really nice. I told you. <laughs> okay. I love this. I know. I'm super comfy right now. I told I'm you. I'm chilling right now. I know. Ooh, this is dope. I know. Uh, I'll face this way. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the Finding Faith Podcast. My name is Nick Dawes, and I'm here with Savannah. Savannah, how are you? I'm doing well, Nick. How are you? I'm doing all right. We just had amazing burgers. Those were so good. Where did we go again? We went to Galvin's mm -hmm. over here in Georgetown, yeah. but um, personally, I like the fries the best. The fries were good. The fries, the fries were, were good. The <laughs> I had an ale eight, which is an amazing drink. It's what would that be? Is it like seven up almost? Is that what it is? No, it's definitely not a seven up. Doesn't it come? I I don't drink ale eight. I don't like. Oh, it. you don't. Oh. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but doesn't it come from like a tree? Is that right? <laughs> I think I'm about has, to do so much research after this. I think it's like some sort of like tree sap or something. I'm 95% sure. Okay. So we are 20 minutes like outside of Lexington. Um, where are you from? I'm from Jessamine County. So okay. I'm from just south of Lexington. So mm. it's about 15, 20 minutes south of Lex. But yeah, that's where I was born. And uh, were you always religious and were you like raised in a christian household how did that work um so my <laughs> we went to church as a family mm. um whenever i was little bitty my mm. mom led like um children's church i guess you would call it until i was like three um and then we stopped going to church and so i didn't go to church again until i was invited by a friend uh, over summer camp <laughs> in the fifth grade headed mm. into you know before sixth grade year and she invited me to southland which is the church that i go to here in lexington um to be a part of their like middle school ministry and so i started going to church at southland then and then that was kind of <laughs> where I planted my roots. So would you just, um, would you just like go with her to church every, every week or? So my mom would drop me off on Wednesday nights because mm -hmm. I'm in middle school. Yeah. <laughs> um, drive, so she yeah. would drop me off on Wednesdays and she would drop me off on Sunday mornings, but I've gone to church by myself, um, since I was about 11 years old, I still go to church by myself every wow. Sunday. So, so it was it wasn't necessarily like a family thing at that point then it was no. just like a you thing yeah and it, it i feel like it always kind of has been it's like you know my parents they're christian yeah christian but they um they don't necessarily like they don't go to church every sunday or mm -hmm. they don't read the bible or they don't you know i i, I don't know how to say that i don't want to dog my parents. no no you just uh I mean? just not they don't practice it the way that you do correct okay um interesting okay i'm i'm curious now because i've i've haven't run into this yet so from a from a very young age it was more of a like oh this is something i want to pursue for myself then yeah what brought that on you well initially like so starting middle school ministry it was like you know we'll go hang out with friends or whatever you know it was okay. kind of more of like a social thing yeah um but then i feel like I'm trying to think through really over the years i had i had um i got baptized my sixth grade year okay. initially um was your friend already baptized at the time or not yet I, you know i don't really know so she, the funny thing is is that she invited me to church and then she got kind of caught up with all of her other things yeah. and then i just kept going and oh was my. a part of, so we were part of the same quote unquote life group but there was yeah. like me and one other girl that would constantly show up all through like middle school and then on into high school ministry and then everybody else was just kind of like ebbs and flows like in and out but we were the only two that kind of stayed consistent there so, um, 
Yeah. So tell the story about that. So how'd that go? Like you, so you went to this church in middle school, uh, and it was something that you kind of wanted per, to pursue. Um, yeah. It was, so it was like a, kind of like a friend type thing, like a friend situation. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And then, um, I feel like my eighth grade year is whenever I really had my first like personal encounter with God. So it's actually a really cool thing. And maybe this I is, hear it. maybe it's a little different. So I remember I was in church and we were sitting during worship and we were mm-hmm. praying and, um, in the middle of praying, like I kind of just got like a vision yep. and that was like the coolest thing. So like everything around me just kind of went black. And then I just remember seeing the cross, like it was like, and it was just wild because like, I remember coming out of that and then my friends were like shaking me and they were like, Hey, like, you know, are you good? Are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I was just praying or whatever. And they were like, Sav, your eyes were, well, they didn't call me Sav. They called me Savannah, but a lot of people call me Sav now. (laughs) Anyways, but they were like, Savannah, your eyes were wide open. And I was like, like, but it it was just like, that was the first like encounter that I had like that. I haven't had like a big, like not in the moment encounter like that since that moment I remember Mm -hmm. like right after that happened eighth grade year I would pray for another like encounter like that but I never had another one but that was just like an overwhelming thing to me um but yeah I just feel like I think that whenever you make the personal decision to follow God to follow Christ it's like every moment after that, it's like, he's chasing you down. <laughs> like, mm. and I, and I feel like, you know, I mean, that's true for Christians, non-Christians, both alike. Like, you know, God wants our heart yep. 150%. Yep. But whenever you've made that personal dedication or that personal decision to mm-hmm. follow Christ, it's just like everything outside of that, aside from that, which I mean, arguably so like people in faith, out of faith, whatever, but like it just, it doesn't sit right anymore. You know what I mean? It's just a different way of living that you're called to. Mm. And all right. So you got baptized eighth grade, you said? No. Or sixth grade. grade. Okay. So sixth grade, eighth grade was when you had the moment. Yeah. Um, Got it. And then in, in height. So from that point on, was it always like, all right, I'm just going to go to church every Sunday or was not it, how necessarily. Was it? So like high school was the high school was very much like that. Um, I actually started like a group at my high school that, uh, we would meet for prayer meetings like that. I started, I started that my senior year. There mm-hmm. was something that was similar going on at West Jessamine high. And so I just did something similar, started something similar at East Chessman. And we started out with, you know, maybe five people and it built up to like, you know, over 30 people were meeting in the mornings to pray. Mm. And that was just like a really cool thing. So I don't know, like I've always just like had a heart for ministry and had a heart for people. And if you see, I actually didn't show you my tattoos, but oh. okay. So I have one that's on my forearm that okay. I'm holding like with the mic and obviously my sleep's covering, but okay. it's a world map and it's the great commission verse. So mm. Um, Matthew 28, 19. I don't know that but, one. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing mm. them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And that's my newest tattoo. It's my favorite one that I have. Um, what made you get it? I just developed a love for missions. Um, I love missions. I would love to go back and do more. I haven't been on a trip since 2021. I went that summer to Puerto Rico, which I'd went to Puerto Rico before in college yeah my 2015 um the cheer team in college we all went together cheer through college nice um so we went together that's the thing with going to a christian school so part of our graduation for us to graduate you had to have a um 
like a culture experience. I forget what they called it, but anyway, so you had to do some sort of mission trip. It didn't have to be out of the country. It could be, you know, well within the States or whatever, (laughs) but we went to Puerto Rico then and I developed a love for Puerto Rico. And so got to go back a couple of years ago and that was so good. And just would love to do more of that. And I just, I just have a love of missions and I, I just have always really loved people. Like that's something that God put in me from a really young age is just a desire to love people well and to desire to truly serve others. Mm. Um, you mentioned Christian schools, so I'm assuming that was high schools. No, 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 no. I went to a public high school. Oh. <laughs> um, no, I went to um, Asbury University, okay. so that's in Wilmore, Kentucky. Okay. Um, and that was a... Is that Christian? Yeah, Christian liberal arts university. Oh. Um, but it's actually kind of funny because you know, I don't want to rag on Asbury either. Sorry, Asbury. <laughs> <laughs> but like during that time, my faith was seriously so challenged because mm. like there were some things that the school did that I didn't necessarily feel fully agree with in my faith. And so that was like, okay, well, you know, I had to make myself go to church on Sunday. Cause I was like, okay, church is not chapel. Church is not chapel. And like, had to make myself go. And that was just, just time. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like as you grow in your faith, like there, you know, uh, there's a quote that says like a faith that isn't tested can't be trusted mm. and i i have Ooh. like i have lived that oh <laughs> like i like that i know but it's but it's so true though right like we have people that say you know like oh i'm a christian okay well why are you christian sure. and that's what the, your whole podcast is all about and like why do you believe what you believe yeah. and what like what is this to you why does this matter when was your faith challenged when when did god pull through for you when yeah. you didn't think that you could pull through like mm. you know like if your faith is never tested, then how can you say you have faith? Mm, it was like it was like Job, right? Didn't Job have like everything? And, <laughs> yeah. and oh, I went through a Job season. Really? Oh, yes. So, but it's but yes, no. Job story is is very telling of that because I feel like so so often people ask, okay, well, why do bad things happen if I God? Like, if, you know, yeah, if God if exists, I, if, if I believe in God and if I love God and if I'm out to serve the Lord or if I'm doing the right things, if mm-hmm. I'm praying, if I'm reading, my, if I show up to church on Sunday, blah, 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 I'm a good person. Why do bad things happen to good people? What's your answer to that? <laughs> I, you know, I don't think that we, <laughs> that's a, a on the spot question. <laughs> well, you know, I don't think that there's like, there's not an answer, Yeah. but honestly, like, okay, so life has its highs and lows. So are you only going to say, Hey, I believe in God when mm. it's convenient for me, whenever things go my way, whenever I get the guy or I get the relationship or, or whenever, you know, finances are all there, whenever I'm comfortable, then I can say, I believe mm. no. Like, I mean, and when we go through those valley low seasons like that's whenever like faith really comes through of like hey like i've went through you know like what do you have to lean on when you have nothing yeah i think uh don't quote me on this but i think the bible also (laughs) says like this world is full of suffering and um i don't think well i definitely know like just because god exists doesn't mean that there isn't going to be suffering in this world. Like the the time when there's going to be infinite peace and infinite love is is heaven, right? Right. Um, and it's about for my my perspective on this is when you seek God in those times of hardship is when it really shows just how real He is. One hundred percent. When you try to do things yourself. <laughs> and I will give an example. So last year, I mean, I was going, I was probably like the worst, like morally 
that I've ever been last year, right? That's so shocking. Yeah. Like you now, like would not. It, that, it's a complete one eighty. I know. It's a complete one eighty. Telling you over lunch. <laughs> <laughs> and um, not and, and it's not like I like I was terrible, but like I I just didn't like the person I was becoming. Um, yeah. I I was in a different state. Um, like literally living in a different state. Um, I was just engaging in things that I, that I normally wouldn't necessarily engage with. And like, I remember when I was in Indianapolis and like my friends and, um, some that like were considered Christians or whatever, like they were doing things or whatever. I'm like, I don't feel like I should be doing these things. I'm mm-hmm. not just not going to. Yeah. Um, and then I, last year it was like, I kind of started engaging them a little bit more and I kept on feeling empty yep. every single time after and I just couldn't understand, I'm like, but this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Why do I feel so empty every single time? Uh, and it would just make me worse and worse. Um, and once I had my moment where um, I fully started trusting in God, which if you listen to my podcast happened like in September, um, that's when literally like five miracles in a row just started happening to me. I started trusting in him. So all the anxiety that I used to have, all the worries I used to have, I was afraid of dying. I was afraid of um, like, just like promotion stuff. It was like um, uh, all this anxiety over things. Any little thing caused me so much anxiety. Right. And it was like, the more I started trusting in God, the less anxiety that I had. Yeah. So when people, yeah. So when people say like, um, and kind of like how you were saying before, when it comes to like finding God in those, in those trials, in those turbulations, in those temptations, it's like. Put your trust in him if you are facing something because you will be so um, amazed at what happens when you do. Yeah. And is everything going to become amazing? No, No, that's not what I'm saying. But (laughs) you'll you'll be so your perspective on it. Exactly. Exactly. Perspective. Going back into you, I guess let's start with what do you do? Cause I kind of, we kind of skipped that question. (laughs) Um, And I think it's really cool to, to know what you do because I, I like, I like your story. It's something different. So, yeah. So, uh, right now my job is twofold. So, um, I do work for Baptist. So I do scheduling for cardiothoracic surgery. So Mm. that's my job. That's moved to work from home. It's nothing like, you know, super glamorous, but it's a great job. It has good benefits and I'm grateful for it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I also do nutrition coaching, which is my passion project. Mm. And so, um, I love helping women with nutrition and it's so much deeper than, Hey, do you hit your macros? Because I don't know, like for me, like food and fitness and, and health is like the foundation piece of so many other areas of our lives. Right. Mm. Like, I mean, aside from my faith, like that is what I am known for. Right. Like that is, I don't know. It's just a large part of who I am. Got you into it. Yeah. What fitness? Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, okay. We share a similar story in that. Like I grew up as an athlete. Mm. Um, so (laughs) we were talking about this too. So from (laughs) a really young age, I was actually picked on because I wasn't athletic at all (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I was kind of the pudgy kid. And then, so from there I got into cheerleading at age five and cheered for 17 years, um, in both like school league and then like all-star. Um, so I did that and then I did dance and I did tennis and I did track a year and I just have always loved sports. I've always loved being athletic and I'm so stupid competitive <laughs> and honestly like sports and like and like athletics is just like an outlet for me to be competitive in a healthy way I learned for me that like if I didn't have something to do physically like my competitive nature would come out in other things mm. and not in a good way <laughs> not in a good way not in a good way at all so I always had to have that 
So um, where'd the nutrition part come in? Oh, okay. Here we go. So honestly, I always battled a bad relationship with food for a mm. really long time. Like I battled both ends of eating disorders. Mm. So I struggled with, um, like significantly under eating. Like I remember, and that, that was from a really young age too. I would manipulate my food and what I ate to try to be skinnier. Um, like in middle school, I was picked on cause I was the only girl that wasn't small enough to be a, um, flyer. Oh, and it. so I was picked on for that. And Jeez. then, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then, so like, I didn't eat at all at cheer camp and, um, wound up like nearly passing out. And then, um, on into like, I don't know, like on into, I guess it wasn't really again until like college and then post-college, um, I got into bodybuilding and nice. yeah, no, oh, <laughs> that was also no. not a great season. Oh no. Well, I had, you know, like the coaches I had, they, they put me on a diet immediately oh, and then just died of me. Yeah. I never learned anything about nutrition. And so like, and I just followed what they told me and I got my calories down like super duper low and just was like not feeling great. And so then that led to from one extreme to the other extreme, like I got used to get so mad at people if they would like go like I don't know like not eat the way that I ate like mm. I wouldn't be around family functions and stuff like Got that because I couldn't stand it and then so what transitioned that <laughs> well after I battled binge eating and stuff like that I started to try to get back into um approaching nutrition and a, and a healthier mindset so mm -hmm. I did more of an intuitive eating approach for three years which I helped people with and was very successful with what's um, intuitive eating so it's basically, well, that's an argue. That's another whole topic of, of um, what people would argue as intuitive. So that's a good question. Um, but ba basically, it's just like learning your hunger cues, like oh. when your body, when you're hungry, like paying attention to your cravings, this and that. But also like um, learning how to fuel our body well. And I did that more so from a clean eating perspective, which for a lot of people isn't sustainable long term because they then label foods as good versus bad. So. Yep. Um, yeah. And then I had a really, really great coach this past year that I'm super grateful for, nice. um, who showed me how to approach nutrition from a different way and showed me how I could eat more food and how it would fuel my workouts. Cause I'm very performance driven. <laughs> so, you know, I get and, those gains maxes. Yeah. And so <laughs> she just like, honestly, like was such a light to me and a really dark place in my life that I was coming out of, which we can go into that if you'd like to, too. Sure. Um, but it, and, um, so from that, I mean, it brought me back to my, what's more of myself that, that what people would know, like, cause I'd never want to say like going back to your past self or like getting back to yourself. Yeah. Like a lot of people say that phrase, like, but what does that even mean? Like, I don't right. want to go back to my past self. Like, yeah, like I did good things, but like, we're always growing, we're always evolving. And so I never want to say that, but back to like being at a healthy weight and like being able to move my body the way that I used to mm -hmm. and like feeling more of like comfortable in my body. Maybe we'll, we'll phrase it that way. Okay. So yeah. And then, so jumping back in now, it's, it's incredible. I have, I have such incredible clients. I love them so much. I'm honestly <laughs> obsessed with my clients and I try to play it low key, but I'm not obsessed because I, I want them to still like me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but <laughs> I also like that because like you, you take pride in what you're doing. Yeah. So like, I, I love that you are invested in that because like you, if it's a passion of yours, like you should be right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Going into the whole like tested situation. <laughs> so we know how you started and that's really cool because I feel like when we're younger um, and if we are like, if we are 
Christians or if we are knowing of God and following God at a younger age, it's because our parents are telling us to. Right. So for you, it was like, well, actually, someone that was friends with was like, hey, just go to church with me. And you're like, oh, this is a cool place to hang out, which I think we need more of, by the way. I think it's very, very important for a younger generation. And I think some churches are are learning to do this a lot better Mm -hmm. Um, is like you need to get the younger generation involved and and find ways to to connect with them and whether that be like a youth group or or whatever it is like just just someone teaching and i I think i'm almost like a i think the best way to do it would be like a role model situation probably Well, yeah no because that's what it and that's what it should be and that's why life groups and stuff like that and what's that's why they exist because like a lot of people don't have that family structure of what does a christian home look like Mm. like i know for me i didn't necessarily have that and again love my parents but but it just like you know there was infidelity in my parents like relationship and like a lot of just like just a lot of brokenness there um, Mm -hmm. and that the family structure wasn't what it was supposed to be which I mean I'm sure a lot of people can say oh like you know they didn't you know I mean and people do and you I think when you get to be an adult you realize like your parents did the best with what they had exactly you know what I mean you learn to look at your parents as people yep instead of like you know idolizing or putting them exactly. on a pedestal of like of they have to have it all together like you learn to see them for who they are and appreciate what they had you know what i mean i i completely agree and i think we should go into that a little bit really quick so when have you like kind of made the decision where it was like okay like obviously you're raised and, and for for a, l- a large portion of your life it's like you see other people and you start like doing their habits or like yeah. you you just go based off of like okay like um, like my parents were this way or whatever. So yeah. I'm going to do that. Or like, I saw someone do this. So I'm going to do that. Yeah. When do you think like you started making the decision like, Oh, you know what? I'm going to start doing things this way because I feel like I should be doing this instead. I think that's a really hard thing to do. Uh, and for a lot of people, they never get past that. Mm. Um, because it's, it is a lot of, you know, the way you grow up is how you learn to approach life. Like you are taught how to do relationships. You're taught how to do, um, how to do friendships, how to do, how do you manage money? How do yep. you spend your time? Like yep. all of these are how, ha- and how even back to nutrition, how we eat, like yeah. all of these things are tied to how we are raised from right. a young age. And so how do we break out of that? And honestly, <laughs> at 28, I'm still figuring <laughs> it out, you know, and I think that's okay to say, and I want to normalize saying it that, you know, I don't care who you are. No one has it all figured out. No. I don't care <laughs> if you look the part. I don't care if you have the, you know, like whatever super nice house or lots of money or whatever it doesn't matter like nobody has this all figured out if they if they think they do then you're the problem (laughs) you know what i mean no and we were literally talking about this yeah um and i don't want to make this about me because it is about you however like you you literally told me this you're like nick like i hope you know like you've been doing a lot yeah and i was like i thank you but like i don't see this more of that and that's what friendships are for yeah. and that's what that's why people need people mm, because people need people, people yes where it literally says all throughout scripture too like yeah. we're made for community we're yes. made for each other we're supposed to like 
come alongside one another, yeah. love one another well, support one another, lift people up, yep. encourage them yep. to be all they can be. Yep. That's what faith looks like. Yeah. That's what faith lived out looks like. Like people think the church is tied to a building. It's not. No. It's, it's literally you go be the church. Yep. You go serve people. I you go literally love just people. watched a video about this. Keep going. No, I love it. No, but seriously, <laughs> like you go be the church. You go serve people. You go love people because you know what? Like, and if I can help you see that in you, mm. then you're going to go take that and you're going to pour that into somebody else. Mm. But we, but that's, that's another big thing that we need to work through and that our generation, either millennials, Gen Z, like whatever, like I don't even care. People older than us, everybody needs to work through this yep. of like, who am I and what do I stand for? What do I bring to the table? And knowing that, knowing your identity, who are you? And like being rooted in that. I love that. Like, because like, it's one thing to have arrogance. Yeah. Right. Like it's one thing to be like, Oh, I'm so great. Like, da, 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 you know, but it's a completely different thing to like be secure. Mm. And like, that was the word that I felt like God gave me for this year was secure because what? I've struggled with insecurity my whole life. That has been an identity that I have been marked by is like, is literally like insecurity like so hard. It just like, it baffles me. I was telling you this every lunch. Like I get girls that message me sometimes. They're like, Oh, you just seem so confident. And I'm just like, I'm you mad. think I'm confident? <laughs> <laughs> At least one person thinks I am. I'm glad you think I yeah. am, but, <laughs> but you know, that's something that I'm still working through and, mm. and that's okay. But like, that's something that God's just like showing me this year is like, you know, getting to know who I am in him and like really like valuing myself and not like, and not again, not in a conceited way, but just knowing like, you know, because, because we are his children, Mm -hmm. because we are his, Mm -hmm. like, because we are his, like we are worthy and we are loved and Mm. we, and we don't have to strive. And that's something that I'm I'm learning. So, um, let's, dive into that so your word is secure yeah how did that happen how did that come up and what does that mean to you and what are you doing right now okay (laughs) let's see where do we even start um so again like my whole life I've just struggled with this insecurity of I'm not enough I'm not doing enough Mm. I'm I'm never good enough Mm. like Um, and that started again at a young age from being picked on and, you know, made fun of all the things. And then like, as I got older, that transitioned into relationships Mm. and I found myself in these relationships with people, with men that had no end game. There's no end goal to this. And like they, you know, they didn't have a plan. They didn't know how to protect my heart. They didn't have any interest in guarding my heart. And, and that was never something that was like, you know, thought about. And so I wound up in a a really bad, (laughs) really dark relationship for about five years that Mm -hmm. was on and off again. And that, um, (laughs) it was just honestly like the darkest season of my life to Mm -hmm. walk through. And I still like that was, that ended several years ago and I haven't had a relationship since then because, um, since then, I don't know. Like there's just been a lot of things that I've had to work through and just life things that I've had to work through. So, uh, I don't know. Like, I don't even know where this is supposed to go or I don't know God if, if I'm supposed to share. Um, but like, 
I've walked through just a lot of really low seasons. Yeah. And so, and I feel like God gave that to me and not, and you know, like again, coming back to that whole, like, you know, why do bad things happen to quote unquote good yeah. people? Like, yep. you know, um, because there's sin in the world one and yes. because we're living in a fallen world, like of, you know, after, after, after Adam and Eve, yeah. <laughs> you know, like well, that's the world we're now living in. But, um, but also like, but coming from like living in a fallen world, like mm-hmm. there's just a lot of brokenness that's within it. Um, and you know, and people that are far from God, like, you know, how do we know how to love others if we don't know God's love? Yeah. Right. And so we have a lot of broken people trying to copy paste together the world <laughs> version of that. Yep. Um, and so, um, but yeah, so like a year ago, um, I walked through another really dark season, but, oh, that was where I was going. Okay. Sorry. No, you're fine. Um, happens to me like every single time. But, um, <laughs> but I was going to say, um, no, I lost it again. Dang it. I'm so sorry. No, I messed up. It was because I started talking. Oh, darn it. No, you're fine. Um, going to what you were saying though, along the lines of, um, like people learning to love and putting God as the priority. Do you remember? Okay, let's yeah, go. Yeah, so like Do bad things happening to good to people. Good, to good people. Yeah. Um, dang it. Oh, go ahead. No, I I'm messed so, up again. I'm so All right, sorry. No, once you remember it, it's okay. I'm just going to start talking. Um, so um, you you brought up putting God first and, and loving God and putting him as a priority. And I honestly, unfortunately, can relate to this. And that's something that I'm working on right now. Right. So, um, I don't think it's right for me to be in any type of serious relationship or not serious. And I don't want to even say that. I don't think it's right for me to be in a relationship with someone right now because I am still learning that right now. Right. So figuring out how to, I, obviously it's not how to, like, I want to put God first. Right. But what happens when I meet someone that, that I think is amazing. Right. It's like, Oh my gosh, like this person is so cool. Like, or or so nice or so beautiful or whatever it is. Like, I want to, I want to like do everything I can for this person. Like I want to, I want to help them. I want to be with them. And it's like, wait a second, you're forgetting something. And and honestly, honestly, this is, um, I, idolatry 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 um and and people think that um idolatry is only like oh like worshiping like a a, like a wooden like statue or whatever it is no No, that's not it at all especially in this day and age it's like it's people it's It's other things yeah it's our phones it's money exactly um and i thankfully have been able to identify it's like wait a second so like sometimes nick when you meet someone like that you that you seem to like or that you enjoy it's like you you put you invest a lot of time in them but it's like but when you do that you're drawing yourself away from god right um and that is i think something that i need to work on i think a lot of people struggle with that too is like they they either whether it is something like a like a a a a woman or a man or whether it is something like money say it's a job say it's like you you want this job and and you pursue it and you go after it and what happens so you start drawing a little bit away from god instead of putting him first and it's like that is definitely something i think a lot of people need to work on um and make sure that they get right well and i mean and as a you know single female over here uh like that's something that i feel like we want in men like christian females that we want in men we want them to be a leader Mm. and how are you you know like how is someone gonna lead me to be 
a better version of myself or be close and to be closer to the Lord and to, and to serve more, to shift my perspective. If, if that's not a priority in their life, exactly. Which comes back to again, like the, how can you give love if you don't know love? Exactly. And men don't pursue these relationships until you are solidified Come on. with your Come relationship on. in God. Come and I on, say preach. that, Let's I say go. that, <laughs> but I need to work on it right now. <laughs> that's because I tell myself, That's I'm like, okay. you know what? I'm not going to, I don't care about any relationships. Like all I want to do right now is get closer <laughs> to God. And if someone comes and you're like, dang, did I really just tell myself that? That's, I mean, that's, that's the point that we're at right now. And, yeah. um, and this is obviously like just one of those situations, right? Where it's like, it's so much easier said than done. Yeah. But I think something that we all need to practice and, and just work on is if you get those tugs, if you get those, those little little whispers from god and he's telling you to do something just do it well listen listen you will learn either you either gonna try to pursue this your way and lose and lose every single time (laughs) or you can just do it the first time and so that's what like i mean it's taken me 28 years but i'm like all right god i'm done like i'm done i promise like you said this guy was a bad idea and i'm over here i didn't believe you you i I trusted him i was just trying over here to i can you know what he's got potential i can can change him (laughs) oh no it's absolutely awful can't do that no you can't do it no you just can't can't change someone that doesn't want to be changed well no and you know and again it has to come back to like who are you first and what's your character first like if you are if you are part you know like i don't know or a guy like i'm a guy you know what i'm trying to say i am him (laughs) i'm a guy keep going if you're trying to like okay so if you're a guy and you yes i'm a guy (laughs) hypothetically make if you're a guy (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) so but i'm just saying like we need male leaders Mm. period yeah period end of story Mm. like we need men with direction we need men to lead men are called to lead men are needed to lead like you are supposed to lead. Like I am a strong, independent woman. Believe who doesn't me. need a man? I, no, I, well, I mean, like I would like a man, but no. But like my security is not in that. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like you know, like I can deadlift 300 something pounds. Let's and I, go. Can, I can lift this whole couch and bring it. You sure can. And, you know, like whatever. But like at the same time, like I still want to fall into my role as a woman, mm. and I want to. Like, I want to be submissive and I want to, you know what? I don't think it's old school at all. I, I am excited to cook my husband some dinner. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited to be a wife. Like, I'm so excited. I can't wait for that day. And I think we currently live in a culture or society where they're trying to say differently. They're trying to say, no, you should be pursuing this or no, you should be pursuing that. When in reality, right. it's like, just like how you said, I think a lot of people share the same opinions that you do. Um, like deep down, whether they want to admit it or not, or something, maybe they do and they just don't want to say it, but like, yeah, no, I completely agree. But again, yeah. even as women too, cause uh, as women, you know, we, and men too, we have this codependency thing, right? Mm. But you have to be secure in who you are first. Like you have to know that, you know, who you are, you have to be content in who you are with God. Like before I invite someone else into that, like yes. I, I need to know that I know that I know, because if I, if I depend on a man to give me the validation of, Hey, like you're worth it. Then anytime that they do something wrong, then I'm no longer worth it. And in, in my mind. Right. Yep. So like, then I'm over here like, Oh no, like I'm, I'm not good enough or, Oh no, I'm not worthy. If I'm yep. that dependent on another person, yep. like, 
that is going to teeter with the days depending on his mood or his opinion. Exactly. And, I, that, and that is nothing to base your foundation on, nope. which is why you have to get your foundation to the right spot. God. Correct me, Deb. If you are with a person and you are getting the love from them, the validation from them. So like, for example, let's just say um, you're married to a man. Yeah. And, and the man says I like, would marry a man. Yeah. <laughs> And the man says like, Savannah, you look beautiful today. And you're like, oh, thank you. But if you determine your your attraction or, or your your beauty based on what he's saying, say he doesn't say it for a week. Say yeah, he doesn't say correct. it for a month. Exactly. Correct. But at the end of the day, what's supposed to matter? Your love with God, your relationship with God. So like correct. it doesn't, it shouldn't matter. And that's that's like what what I'm working on right now, right? It's right. like not getting validation from other people, getting the validation from God. Right. And I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with, but I think that's the foundation that you need to have is let's, let's go into identity okay? because I think a lot of people's identity is in a lot of different things. Yeah. But you know what, before I speak on this, what is your identity and what do you feel about identity? Like if you had to explain like your identity, what would you say yours is? And then what do you think, how would you describe identity? Ugh. These are on the spot, hard questions. I'm a, uh, what if I threw that back at you? Okay. What's my identity? Yeah. My identity is I'm a child of God. And Correct. okay. Do you want to keep going or do you want me to go first? You go first. Okay. So I would say my identity is a child of God. And when someone says, well, how do you practice that? Like, what do you want to do? Um, I've... I have three things that I'm working on right now that we could say, right? Okay. So I have my my standard nine to five job. Um, I'm right. a technical account manager. My job is to keep people happy. Okay, cool. Um, my second job is I have my own business called Beyond Doubt, and it is centered around self-love, um, believing in yourself, because that's definitely something that I've struggled with and continue to struggle with right now, but I'm getting better at it. And just unlocking your potential. So all the voices in your head, which are the enemy telling you that you're not good enough, shut those out because you are good enough and you literally can do anything that you want to. I don't care what your situation is. You will find a way as long as you try or as long as you as long as you are focused, as long as you have you have your priorities right, you will find a way to get what you want done, your passion is done. And then my third thing is this podcast. So I find fulfillment in having these conversations with other people who who have the same uh, opinions that I do, the same perspectives that I do on why they believe in God. And I feel like my calling, so I'm a child of God. Once again, my identity is I'm a child of God. But what does that mean to me? I want to spread the word of God to as many people as I possibly can. And how am I doing that? By doing this, I, I find that people's own personal stories and their own testimonies and just these conversations that I have with all these different Christians is my way of spreading his word. Yeah. Um, I think people's testimonies are almost as um, important and, and almost as, um, as as spiritual or biblical as scripture itself. Yeah, And it, it's so much easier for someone that hasn't picked up a Bible before because that is a lot of people. I've had multiple people reach out to me that have some believe in God, some haven't believed in God before. And they say, Hey Nick, like I want to get involved in this. Like, how do I do it? It is so much easier to have that conversation when it just starts with the story, when it just starts with a testimony. Yeah. So, that's good. so being a child of God, 
one part of it is obviously this, right? But now what am I doing on top of that? Because being a child of God, being a, a man of Jesus, being a Jesus guy, what does that mean? It doesn't mean being with God some of the time. It doesn't mean every Sunday I'm going to go to church and, and, and I'm going to worship him there. It doesn't mean doing this podcast once a week. So now twice a week, I'm going to be a Jesus guy or a Jesus man. It means involving him and incorporating him in every single thing that I do. Example yes. of that. One, uh, this just happened. I was talking to my director and I'm a manager, my director at work. Yeah. At work. And um, we're, we're having our one-on-one. -on -one. She's making food and she doesn't even have her, her like face on the screen or whatever. And, and I'm just talking or whatever. And she's like, yeah, so what are you working on? Like, why are you going to Kentucky? And I said, well, I, I'm going to Kentucky because I have this podcast. And in, inside of it, the whole purpose of the podcast is I want to talk to different Christians about why they believe in God. And I said, this is something that's very, very important to me. Um, and I said, as you know, because she was part of my testimony and she doesn't even know it. Um, but when I went back in September, when I was going through that hard time. Like I felt like I was supposed to do this. Like I got a calling that I was supposed to do this. And I didn't say calling to her, but I felt, I said, I felt like I was so, supposed to do this. And this was something I was supposed to pursue. Um, and uh, so I explained why I'm going to Kentucky. I explained what the podcast does. And she said like, Hey, once again, I couldn't see her face. I didn't know how serious she was, but I didn't know, I didn't know what was going on in her mind, but she said, Hey, like, do you mind sending me a link? So I sent her the one that I just did with Brayden. And, um, I said, yeah, here you go. Uh, and I put it in the Google meet. So I put it in the Google meet cause we were, we were meeting on video recording or whatever. Mm -hmm. And after the call, she said, she reached out to me like five, 10 minutes later, five minutes later. And she was like, do you mind? sending it again because it was on Google meaning it got lost or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, wow, like interesting. And in the meantime, like I, I texted my, my friend Braden who was just on and was like, Hey, by the way, like my director asked me about this. Like, I don't know if she's religious or not. I have no idea. Cause <laughs> I, I've talked to her about it a little bit before, like religion a little yeah. bit before, just because of the September thing. Right. But she didn't have an opinion on it. Like she didn't say mm -hmm. anything about it. I'm like, okay, well she probably doesn't believe in God then. Um, and I, I told him like, Hey dude, like, I just want to let you know that my director, like, asked me about the podcast. I gave her a link to it. Like she seemed encouraged by it, but I have no idea what the situation is. I don't even know if she believes in God. And he's like, dope dude. He's like, I'm so proud of you. He's like, I'm so proud of you for like talking about your religion in a different aspect, right? In yeah. the workplace. And I was like, thanks bro. I appreciate it. So <laughs> she, once again, so five minutes later, she, she sends me like, Hey, do you mind sending the link? Again? I'm like, sure. Cool. And then I'm like about to work out. And I get a ping for, I'm in the, the gym parking lot. Now I'm remembering I'm in the gym parking lot and I get a ping from her and yeah. she was like, have you ever heard of the band, the band, uh, what was it? Never, uh, need to breathe. Need to breathe. And I was like, yes, only because back in September. so this is when I started thinking, I'm like, wait a second. I was like, I think like back in September, she like mentioned this or whatever. And she was like, yeah. Hey, like there's this band like need to breathe. And she was like, they're my favorite brand or whatever. And she was like, I was they're so excited. So you know who they are? I love Need to Breathe. Okay, so this makes it even cooler then. Yeah. I had no idea who they were. So Really? No. Okay. I just knew that she went to a, a concert um, and she was so pumped about it or whatever. And I was like, okay, like you're saying that name again. And I'm putting two and two together. But she's like, I'm like, I don't know. She's like, I yeah. think their songs would resonate with you. And when she said that, no, I, I, I checked before. I can't remember now. It was either I checked and then she said that she thinks the songs yeah. will resonate with me or yeah. I, she said that and then I checked. But I was like, wait a second. They're a Christian band. Yeah. Like, 
has my director been a Christian this entire time? And I had no idea because <laughs> I was so scared. And going back to guys, what is your identity? Are you a, are you a Christian? Sometimes you're a Christian all the time. Are yeah. you are you a child of God? Or are you a man of God? Sometimes let's go. Are you a man of God all the time? Let's go. I want to be a man of God all the time. So I'm going to talk about God in front of the people that I work with. I am going to talk to God or about God within my clothing brand. And I have something on this and I wasn't, I'm having a shirt made. I have, I have a mock-up made. Ooh. <laughs> I wasn't going to talk about this. Let's go. Um, I wasn't going to talk. So I, I have the design made. I, a, a sample is going to come in. Um, no one's back until February. So I got to wait until February. Okay. But I decided to make a shirt that is Christian based. Awesome. Um, and it was one of those things. And now I'm, I, I didn't even think about it that much before, but now I'm putting even more in, together. Um, <laughs> I I thought that was important because it was something that, that is important to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, at the end of the day, um, this brand was always going to be about something that I believe in. Um, and I don't, the opinions of others, I mean, really doesn't, doesn't matter um so much right now because i just want to wear things that i represent um i i want to wear things that that i want to wear and when i once again when i go to the gym i want to be representing something that i believe in i want to be my name or my brand on it and that's that's something that's super important to me that's why this brand was created and then spreading that word so for me because my my religion is so important to me because being a christian is so important to me i was like you know what i don't care what people think i'm just gonna get this day i'm gonna get this made and if and if it turns people away if someone was gonna support me but because i came out with this shirt that talks about god it brings them away or whatever then you know what that that's a decision i'm gonna have to make and i'm just gonna live with because going back into what is your identity are you a christian sometimes or all the time and i want to be a christian all the time so now the three things that I do in my life, I want each one. I don't care anymore. It's going to reflect my religion one way or another. I'm not going to be afraid to talk about God in front of my coworkers. I'm not going to be afraid to talk about God in front of uh, my clothing brand. I'm not going to be afraid. Well, obviously, I'm not going to be afraid to talk to God when it comes to the podcast because that is <laughs> what this represents. But um, we we had at Passion City, which is a church that I go to in Atlanta, we had what's called um, Fight Night. And it is when... Um, Christian men all come together and there's a guest speaker on and it was, it was just a bunch of dudes and, and we were bringing out what the men's, what a man's role is and what yeah. they should be as a Christian. And it really resonated with me. A, a couple things resonated, resonated with me. Now, I don't mean to talk so much, but I'm just <laughs> on a roll right well, now. Let's go. So go for it. Brayden, the dude that I was on before this, yeah. um, he, I barely knew the dude, but he's been so nice and so supportive, right? So, like, I texted him, like, hey, because he actually helps out with Passion City. Yeah. So, I was like, hey, like, I'm going to go to this thing. I don't really know anybody. Is that okay? And he's like, yeah, dude, like, I'll save you a seat. So, like, I'm sitting with this dude. I'm sitting with um, his friend and my new friend, Jake. And and I'm I'm just from afar, like, I'm I'm because we were all sitting together, whatever. And the music comes on, the worship music comes on, and they are feeling it. And I'm like, this is this is what it means to like be a Christian. It's just completely like giving everything into into God and just just understanding and just loving everything that has to do with it, right? Yeah. So Willie Robertson, um, Sadie Robertson, and Duck Dynasty and all that. So <laughs> he was the guest speaker. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when he comes on, the first thing he said is like, "Man, he's like, I I barely ever cry, but the one time I do cry is during worship music." And he's like, "I I was tearing up and I." was bawling my eyes out back there i was like this is amazing like this is these are the people that i want to surround myself with and then he brings it up too and this is where it's really hitting home was um he was bringing up 
your identity. He was bringing up being a child, uh, a man of God, a yeah. child of God, all times, not just sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. And in the previous podcast with um with Braden, something that he talked about was he had, he listens to worship music when he when he's an electrician. He goes about his day. Yeah. And um, someone someone stopped him. Uh, a guy had stopped him or whatever. And he's like, Hey, I just want to let you know, like like he, they had a conversation because he was listening to worship music and incorporating God into your life at all times can lead to so many one cool conversations until you have no idea what's going to happen because yeah. you might you might just be randomly be listening to worship music with your windows down when you're driving your car next thing you know someone right beside you hears it and, and they, they they might spark something inside of them or just uh, you talking about a random thing and someone hearing that can spark the interest of like hey yeah. tell me more about that whole god thing because that's not something that that i'm used to like we're all from these different these different backgrounds. We're all from these 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 different childhoods, and and we're raised in different ways. And sometimes God isn't invested in other people's lives. God God's not a part of people's lives. So the more that us Christians talk about these things, the more opportunity is to spread the word of God. And what better thing than that? What better thing can we do as children of God? than to spread his word and tell more people about Jesus. 150%. There's nothing better. No, <laughs> nothing better. I just talked to Storm. I was you on did. a roll. You were on Whoa. a roll. You killed it. All right, let's go back to you. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing great. You're doing great. Uh, I'm good now. Uh, I'm all, I'm all. Okay. Let's, let's go back to you a little bit. Okay. Um. I don't, let's see where to go. Um. I guess coming back to this secure. Yes. Okay, so coming back to the word secure, um, security is something that I've always struggled with, and so kind of talking back to that, so I talked about how my childhood I struggled with insecurity because I was bullied and picked on because I wasn't athletic and, you know, whatever, and was the pudgier kid, and then, like, on into high school and then on into college, the dark, (laughs) you know, the relationships that I found myself in that, you know, didn't validate me or didn't make me feel good enough or worthy. And, um, you know, I feel like a lot of people have struggled and we talked about this with even Sadie's story earlier today Mm -hmm. too, but like, you know, you as a Christian, you have a standard of like, Hey, this is what, you know, God's, you know, like scripture and what the youth group and everyone says I should look for. And then everybody kind of hits you down and says, you know, like, that's not practical. Like I literally remember friends telling me like what you're looking for doesn't exist. Like, I literally remember friends telling me that. I read this book in high school that was really impactful. It was called When God Writes Your Love Story. Mm. Um, And it was such a good book. I literally loved it. I took, like, so many notes on that book. Um, Half of it's, like, covered in yellow highlighter. You're not joking. (laughs) Like, a whole notebook of, like, things that I just wrote. And, like, and I just had this desire for how I wanted relationships to go. And then, Mm. like, college and, you know, whatever relationships did not go (laughs) the way that I wanted them to go. And, like, I literally, like, I remember feeling that. Like, I remember in one in one relationship that I was in, like, I remember, like, literally sitting in my car. <laughs> and I was younger college at the time. And I remember praying to God. And I remember asking God. I'm like, you know, I, I remember telling him, like, you know, I, I remember crying. And <laughs> I was like, I feel like if I don't act this way or do these things, then I'm not going to have this relationship Mm. anymore. And I I remember like crying and apologizing to God and just feeling so sad. Um, and just, I don't know, like, and then with everything after that, it just like, 
I don't know. Insecurity was, was just been, like I said, something I've been marked by. So in this past year, like sitting in this apartment with you is like a miracle (laughs) in itself. Like it it really is. Um, but I was like super success. So past abusive relationship, um, I built up a business that I was working really, really hard in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did in a year and a half, I made it to the top 2% of this company. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I worked my ever loving tail off and loved it and believed in it and still, you know, love the products or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, and then like through 2020, like I got to the top 2% of this company earned company car, like <laughs> had from the outside perspective, looking in, I had everything, I had everything going. Yeah. And then literally like a month later from COVID, like everything came crashing. And so like 85% of our revenue went away in one month. Mm. And every month after that was like, I don't know. And then like because of COVID, everywhere was on a hiring freeze. Mm. So like I lost everything. Yeah. Like I lost absolutely everything that I had. I lost the car. I had to file bankruptcy. I lost absolutely everything. Mm -hmm. And so... That led to a lot of me questioning God. And I was so mad at God because I was like, I don't, I don't understand like why this is happening to me because, yeah, because like literally like I, and what I was doing with whenever I was, you know, top dog in this company, I was giving, like I was giving to church and I was Mm. giving to missions and I was giving to my friends that were doing mission work. And I was doing like all these different things and like had just gotten to a place like post abusive relationship where I was like in a good place financially because that move, whenever I lived there, like, you know, I lived in a different state and, and like coming out of that, like it drained my savings. Mm. So it's just like, it was a whole year of like, God, I'm so, I'm so hurt by you. Like, I'm so, I'm so mad at you to like really like coming back to my faith. And so like, that's what this past year really has been in my life. It's been like, you know, um, it's really challenged me in ways of, of what do I believe in why and coming back to what we were talking about earlier of like, okay, is God only good? Mm-hmm. If you're comfortable, Mm -hmm. is God only good if you're provided for? Is God only good whenever you're like everything's going your way? When everything's going your way, when the relationships are going well, or whenever this is going well, whenever that's going well in your life, is is that the only time God's good? Exactly. Because because so many people, like I know, like and I battled this too. Like I battled this this past year of like turn away from God whenever things don't go their way. They turn away from God whenever things get hard or things get dark. But like, honestly, like that's when it's time to press in yep. and press in harder. And that's what I learned in this, in this past year. I really did. Like I questioned kind of like what you were saying earlier. Like, I mean, I found myself like not necessarily doing like horrible, awful things, but definitely, you know, like. Just something you weren't proud of. Yeah. just wasn't necessarily like living to my truest self i guess like which it was having my identity your identity identity yes your identity there we go you know what i mean yes and so like coming out of that it was just like you know okay so i was i was was hard at first like i remember Mm. back in february of this of uh 21 my friend i i'd cut off all communication with absolutely everyone i went through a horrible mental health season Mm. and um, my friend Maddie, I <laughs> love her so much. She reached out to me and she was just like, sad, like, you know, or she like FaceTimed me. And for some reason I answered this time. Yeah. It was like, literally like I was so just like in a mental low that like nothing was, was not taking care of myself, was not 
was very distant, like couldn't hardly get through the day to day. And Mm -hmm. she just told me like, you know, and I was at this heavier weight or whatever. And she just told me, she was just like, sad, like, you're going to get through this Mm. and you're going to come to the other side of this. And God has so much good planned for you. And she prayed over me and I hadn't prayed in so long. I told her on that call, I said, Maddie, I haven't prayed in so long. And she just prayed over me and she spoke life over me. And I'm telling you what, (laughs) it was like everything after that. It just like, I mean, it wasn't all at once, but it was this whole past year of like, after that, it was like, um, little bit by little bit, like I started working with my nutrition coach who I love so much. And like, she's so much a big part of my testimony story. We'll literally cry talking about her because she believed in me. And that's again, what faith is. It's like, she believed in me and poured belief into me whenever I didn't believe in myself. And that, and and like, and I borrowed her belief and I borrowed Maddie's belief. And Mm. then, you know, I pray and I would, I just remember going to LSC in the mornings. I'd walk around the track and I, and I started praying again and I started praying. I was just like, God, you know, like, I really would love to have good Christian friendships and like, and then <laughs> literally at the gym, met my friend Hope. Um, I was reading on the treadmill walking at five o'clock in the morning. She popped over and she's like, oh my gosh, I've read this book. And like, <laughs> less than two months later was invited to her wedding. She's Aww. one of my best friends and like, yeah. and God really gifted me with her because another thing that I struggle with in my identity, I have a very big personality. Okay. And so like, and you know, I'm very outgoing. I love people, like love, like, you know, whatever. And so, in a, you know, in this past season of life, like people really made me feel down because of that like people really talk looked down on me because of that and like made me feel less than because of that and like judged me because of that because I had a big personality so hope <laughs> she is like so like just the epitome of like what it looks like to be a Christian like she lives mm. it out she serves people so well every day but she's blunt and she will tell you exactly what she thinks. And she's unapologetic Good. about who she Good. is. And and that friendship was so fruitful for me to have because yeah. it showed me, hey, like I can still love others well and I can still be bold and I can still be loud and I can still be who I am. And, you know, um, so he brought her into my life. And then I started praying, hey, like, you know, I, I started praying about finances and mm-hmm. then. And, you know, like my job that I have with Baptist, like it was another God sent job, shouldn't have gotten that job, got that job. And then, um, it gave me a pay raise and then moved me to work from home. And so like, that's been a blessing there. And then I was praying about finances. Like I, you know, back to how we grew up, like no one had ever taught me how to budget. No Mm. one had ever taught me how to manage money. No one one taught me how to do that. I didn't know how to do that. And bankruptcy was a a trend in my family. Like it was a thing in my family. Mm. And I worked so freaking hard to make sure I never wound up in that situation. Like I literally, like I put myself through college. I worked two, Mm. I worked two and three jobs through high school and college, even as a college athlete to Mm -hmm. make sure that I never wound up in a situation like that. Got it. And so then whenever I did, I was just like, God, like, how? Why, why is this a, a, a generational thing? Like, yeah. because I like, you know, generational curses or whatever. Like, why is this a thing? Because like, I literally, I, I've done, I, you know, I, I get my works. I've done all the things yeah. like, to, to like not have these situations. Um, but I prayed about it. I was like, okay, it's like, I need to learn how to do finances. And so my friend Hope sat down with me earlier this year and she literally taught me how to budget. Like, it was just like mind blowing. And then like, I mean, there's just thing after thing after thing after thing of like, this shouldn't have happened and this shouldn't have happened yep. and this shouldn't have happened, but it did. Yep. And so like, yep. and then again, like I prayed about uh, learning opportunities for nutrition and yep. it, it was like another thing. Maddie, like won tickets to this IFCA event out in freaking, uh, 
where where was I? Arizona. And so like. Oh, beautiful state. Yeah. Beautiful (laughs) state with great hiking. (laughs) So she won those tickets and I shouldn't have won those tickets. Yeah. And so like she invited me to go for free. And so like only had to pay was my flight, which I wound up sitting next to a a Christian trauma counselor on this freaking flight. Like, I mean, there's just like thing after thing, after thing, after thing of like God was showing freaking up for me and just showed me his faithfulness through this past year. And like, so coming back to that security thing of just like, I mean, now less than like, let's see, let's not what, I don't even know. So October of 21. So October of 22. Um, so that's a year and like what? Three months later. Mm-hmm. Here I am now with like my, like within this apartment that's mine. And like my credit score is, is building and good. Doing better. Yeah. Doing better. And it's, and that's what's also annoying to me is I never did anything stupid to put myself into that situation. Yeah. Like I never did it, but anyways, but anyway, like, so that's gotten better and I have friendships that are great and like, and my body is healthy now. I lost over freaking 40 pounds last year. And so like, I mean, tell me you can't change your life in a year. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You can do the work, but seriously, but also like (laughs) every bit of it that was submitted to him and like Mm -hmm. every bit of my story and my pain and my hurt and my this and my that that I took and brought it to him Mm -hmm. and I laid it at his feet and I kept praying and I kept asking and it says like in Matthew you seven seven i believe like knock and the door will be open to you seeking you will find knock and Mm. and then and i heard a a sermon recently that was like but the the way that verse is phrased in scripture is it it's it should say in the original translation keep knocking keep Mm. asking because it's not ask one time and you will receive because god isn't your genie in a bottle and you you know his timing is is not our timing like i still have unanswered prayers but i but i have so many that are answered and Mm. something that my friend Brittany said to me this past year that was so good i have such great friends i'm so thankful (laughs) but she said to me she said sav like don't let this one area of your life discount the other areas where God has been faithful Amen. because I Amen. was, because I was looking at the fact that I'm 28 and single and like, you know, <laughs> no relationship, not married, no kids, like, you know, not as far along in the timeline of life that you should be by now. Right. But sure. what, what does that even mean? Anyway? Exactly. But like, um, but she said like, don't let that discount the other areas of your life where God has been faithful. And like, there's so many areas where he has been and like, mm. it just in for that. I'm so incredibly grateful. Like, um, and honestly, if had I not gone through the absolute trash that I went yep. through with the past relationships, with the losing everything, with yep. the whatever, then I would not have the appreciation I do now yep. for everything I do have. And I would not, I would not understand how to love others the way that I do now. I would not understand empathy the way that I do now. Like God has given me this crap and crud to go through because he knows also I can handle it. I can handle it, but not only can I handle it, but now I can literally look at any other person that's gone through crap or gone through mud or gone through an abusive relationship or gone through tough times with parents or gone through tough finance, financial situations or whatever it might be. And I can say, Hey, you know what? Me too. Me too. And like you said, like it comes back to story again and our yes. stories our stories are like the most powerful thing that we have to give to others the most powerful mm. thing that we have to give to others isn't money is it it isn't this is it that isn't stuff it's us it's who we are it's the knowledge that we have to share it's it's the love that we have to share with people and being able to pour that belief into others and to be able to tell others hey you know what i went through this stuff but this doesn't define me and it doesn't define you it does not define who you are and you do not have to stay here you do not have to stay stuck in 
in this rut, like get up, we're going like, yep. you know, it's like putting your hand back down and say, you know, like get, I honestly no. think back to that verse in scripture where Jesus calls him to walk out on water. And he's like, you know, come walk, like go get out of the boat and walk, get out of the freaking boat. Or like, you know, it's, um, what's the other one? It's like, uh, shoot. Uh, there's something that's like break camp and go. It's, I think it's in Matthew. It's in okay. the gospel stories, but it's like, but you can't just stay here. You can't stay where you are. If you're in a bad situation, if you're in a stuck situation, if you're in a crappy relationship that, you know, like is, is, you know, not a Christian, whatever relationship that doesn't value or appreciate you. Or if you're in like a tough financial spot, or if you're in a tough, like whatever it is, like don't, you don't have to stay there. Like move. Yep. No, completely agree. And you already answered the question, but I feel like one, God doesn't, once again, it is not promised that everything's going to go well, right? Not, not everything's going to be perfect. Listening to your story, it just becomes so clear that he was able, he knew that he could put you through what you went through because there were other things that he was working on with you and he knew that you could you he knew that you could endure everything that went your way yeah and then hearing your story one you met amazing people because of it two it taught you these things that you didn't know before three it helped you heal certain things that you were still possibly struggling with right so god is especially when 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 christians search God, when, when Christians search Jesus, he will continue molding you the way that he wants you to be. So we want we're, our identity is to be a child of God. Our identity is to be a man or a woman of God. And through that, we want to be more like Christ. Right. So by pursuing him and by trusting in him, by doing everything we can in order to be closer to him, he is consistently going to mold us into the person that we were supposed to be. So I think you going through everything it was just him molding you into the woman that you were supposed to be. 150%. And like, and I wouldn't change anything. Like looking back on this now, I wouldn't trade any of it. Mm-hmm. I honestly like everything I went through, like it, I mean, it, he, there's a quote people throw out all the time. Like, you know, if it's not good, he's not done. And that's, mm. and that's so true. And I just remember like so many times whenever I was going through I mean, I went through years of rough. It was not like, it was like bad relationship, bad season here. And then business stuff, mental health stuff, weight gain, like the whole thing, like went through years. This was not months. This was like three to four years of going through the rut. But like, honestly, like I'm just so grateful for every single bit of it because now I can serve people better. Now I can love people better. Amen. And it's just like, and also like with whatever, like with the struggle with self-image or whatever, I relate to clients that go through that Mm. before I had always been a very active individual. Like that wasn't an experience that I had shared in any recent time. And now I do. And so like every single bit of it, it really does work together for good. And so, so, so like so many people out there, like, you know, when you go through hardship and when you go through hard times, like they're like, 
you know, like, oh, you know, God, like, you know, try to turn away from God. Don't turn away from God. Like yeah. press, press into God. And, and while you may More. not understand it right now in this moment, I promise, I promise it all works together for good. Amen. And it may not be in your time frame, but yep. like, but you, but you have two ways you can go through this. You can okay. either go through this and you can say, and you can, you know, you can resent God and you can try to go about things your way and you mm. can try to rebel and do all these stupid things. And, and then, like you said, it's, it's emptiness. Mm. or you can press into God and it's still going to be hard and you're still yeah. going to go through hard. But, yeah. but when you have him going through hard, like your whole perspective is completely different. Like your whole mindset is completely different. And the way that you look at your situation is different. And, and it's the little things you find along the way of where he shows you his faithfulness. It's in the people that you meet and the relationships you make and like the little ways that you see God in your everyday. Like I have so much gratitude now to, to like wake up and like the other day I didn't have to drive to work on the icy roads. I could put laundry in and like do like have breakfast and just have a slow morning. And like, I'm so grateful for every bit of that. Mm -hmm. But if everything had been peachy keen for me along the way, would I be so grateful for that? Exactly. Like, you know, not probably not. (laughs) No. That that's beautiful and that's so good. Savannah, thank you so much for being on. I really do appreciate it. This was amazing. Well, thank you for having me. It's been fun. I've never done a podcast yeah. before, so this has been a blast. We learn as we go. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs>